Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red Tell Me More button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Dr. Susan Campbell joined me on the show and shared some great stories of why it's important to follow your internal yes instead of your friend's external no's. All right, Susan. Well, I want to ask you to do us a favor, and that is if you would help us kind of illustrate for our listeners the power of of following our yes, our internal guidance. And, And where I'd like to start is actually a time when you did not follow your yes. So maybe at the time you didn't even realize you had a yes, but now looking back, you're going, geez, that was so clear. I can't believe I didn't pay attention to it. And tell us, you know, what was going on and and what was the end result of not following that internal guidance? Well, I think back to when I was 21 years old. And of course, that's a long time ago, but it was a major decision in my life when I didn't follow my yes. I was um, kind of like engaged to this man. This is this this is my first marriage that um, you know he was my high school sweetheart, and it ended in divorce about five years later. But before I got married, I began to have some desires to do more with my life than get married, 
and do some traveling, um, maybe maybe even do some things that had to do with cultural anthropology and study other cultures. And I couldn't see how that would work with, with being married. So I had this this impulse to go traveling and see the world, but all my friends were getting married. And frankly, at the time that this sort of impulse to, to travel and, and go off and be an adventurer came up, I, I was already pretty, pretty committed to this guy. And we had already invited people to the wedding. Okay. So this is a a moment when I'm going, it's sort of like a, more of a no. I mean, the yes was my impulse to go and see the world, but there was a no in there that I didn't own also, which is, no, I don't want to marry this man. And I talked to my parents about it, and they said, whatever you want is fine with us. You know, we can send back the wedding gifts and so forth. And I talked to some of my girlfriends. You know, here I am, 21, okay, and everybody else is is getting married. That's, that's back in the... Uh, early 60s this was. And so my girlfriends say, no, no, you can't do that. This is just cold feet. And I listened to my girlfriends and I went ahead and got married. And it turned out to be not the right decision. And I, at that time, I didn't even believe in divorce. I mean, for myself, I, I knew it was fine for other people, but I had this belief that I could get along with everybody that whatever comes to me, I can make the best of it. So I really tried to make the best of it for five years and then decided to end the relationship and take and take that long sabbatical from relationships and explore the world and do things on my own. But I did not follow my deep intuition. I listened to social pressure instead and learned a lesson. Yeah, and, and and I think you mentioned a really important thing there, Susan, is a lot of times our yes does show up as a no. Yeah. And that's the guidance we're getting is like, no, that's not the person for you. Yeah. We may not know what the yes is on the other side. We just know that's not the person. So that's a great example. Well, let's let's flip this around then. Let's, let's explore a moment when you did have a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story. Well, I was uh, teaching at University of Massachusetts, and I had a great job. I I was one of the only women on the faculty of the Applied Behavioral Sciences Graduate School, and everyone, everyone who was my peer, who was a female, envied me. I had this fabulous job, this fabulous life in Amherst, Massachusetts. Now, I was single at the time. And um, I found a book in a garbage can that said uh, 12 Glorious Days in San Francisco, a self-guided tour. And so I says to myself after I picked up the book and, and read it and just decided right then and there, I'm going to go to uh, San Francisco on my next school holiday. So I did that. I went fell in love with San Francisco, met some people, decided that California was much more of a place for me. There was much more support for creativity and innovation, at least in those days. And so I quit my college teaching job at 
everybody thought I was crazy to quit this fabulous job. And I went to California with no job. At least that's, I, I, I mean, I was given a job offer for a college in, in San Francisco before I actually moved away from Amherst. But at the time that I quit my job, I had no job. And people just thought I was crazy. And I'll tell you, I was so happy moving to California and making this my home since 1977. I've never looked back. It was the right decision for me, even though it looked crazy on paper. That's a great story. I love that. And I, I think that's one of the biggest things is oftentimes nobody else understands why it's your yes. Yeah. And they're it, going, what are you doing? You have the best life in the world. We're, we all want your life and you're walking away and only you know what's driving that. Yeah. And what, what really <clears throat> was driving it was wanting to teach in a bigger arena because mm -hmm. in the college when you're a college professor you have a, a captive audience and they have to listen to you <laughs> but it does call out that higher level of creativity that people you know so i began giving seminars when i came to california i began do, doing my own teaching more and creating my own courses that had nothing to do with anybody getting college credit or any kind of credit for it People just wanted to sit with me and learn with me. And I had to deliver when you're, people are paying their own money. So yeah. I felt that I just needed a bigger challenge to continue my own growth path. And people couldn't understand that because they were looking in terms of prestige and security and things like that. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you for those stories, Susan. Those were wonderful. Kelsey Grant joined me on the show and shared some incredible stories of where when you follow that yes, it always pays huge dividends. Well, Kelsey, I'd love it if you would, would help us kind of illustrate the importance of following your yes. And, and I'm actually going to ask you to start on the other side of the, the coin and, and tell us of a time when you didn't follow your yes. Maybe at that time, you well, you didn't really realize you had one. But looking back, you're like, geez, that was so clear. Mm. You, your gut was telling you exactly what to do, and you didn't do it. Tell us about that time. Sure. So it was about a year ago, and my partner and I, we had to move out of our apartment because we were only on a one-year lease. And so we had landed the plane on two communities in the city that felt really good to both of us. And then we found an apartment that was like, our dream apartment. However, it was in a community that I really didn't like. And my intuition when we went to look at the apartment, like it looked so beautiful and it was huge. Like for Vancouver, it was massive. And you just don't get that type of space in Vancouver. And so I disregarded um, that intuition, that gut feeling of like there's something not right here. And I over, I just, overrode it and I was like nope the apartment's beautiful like yeah it's not the best community but you know it'll be fine so what ended up happening was about a month after we moved in we got an infestation of pantry moths oh, I don't know if you've ever had them but they are the worst and like we had to throw everything in our pantry I like to cook with like gluten-free flowers and mm -hmm. so that was really expensive <laughs> for yeah. me to have to like get rid of everything 
And then we had to start storing it in our freezer and they really just continued through the whole time that we were there. And then 30 days after that, our apartment flooded. The, <laughs> the apartment upstairs, they're doing renovations, they hit a pipe, it flooded our bathroom, went into our bedroom. And then when the construction company came in to assess it, they had to actually rip out all of the floors in the entire apartment because of the hardwood and the way that the hardwood was lined. And they couldn't just replace the stuff that had been damaged. They had to replace the entire apartment. So what ended up you know, happening was for six months, we lived in a construction zone. So not the apartment that we were promised. You know, We didn't get reimbursed from our landlord. Like It was just a mess. And like three weeks before Christmas, we actually had to move out of our apartment. And because the construction company refused to lay in the new floors unless the apartment was vacant. And so we spent six months in this state of upheaval and like living in a construction zone, which just wasn't good for our relationship. It wasn't good for our health and well-being, like living in an apartment that you know, it was just concrete and ugh, it was terrible. And uh, so like, to me, it was such an obvious sign of like my intuition had told me like not to do that. And it just, it really didn't get better. Like, the interactions with the landlord didn't improve. And then after all of the construction was finished, so that was about January, Three months later, we got a notice from the landlord saying that she was taking the property back and we would have to move out. So we really got about three, maybe four months of actually living in a nice apartment. And then we had to start the process of packing and looking for another place and moving. And it was just a nightmare. And like, man, if I had just listened to my intuition about where it was telling me to go and what community would be conducive to a healthy relationship, a healthy life, you know, really running my business and taking it to the next level of success. Like I never would have chosen to take that apartment, but it was such a tempting offer because the apartment itself was beautiful, but you never really know what's kind of behind the scenes there until you get in and you're in the experience of having totally ignored your intuition. Yeah. And it seems like you got, uh, you know, multiple reminders that, maybe you should have paid attention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Like and one after wild. another, right? Like so wild and like the community itself wasn't safe and like I noticed myself like in a constant state of anxiety mm. simply because like I couldn't go outside at night and feel safe. And so I actually started gaining weight and like having a lot of anxiety and you know, that's, that's not good for any partnership or any life, really. No. And so it really, like, there was a lot of tension that ended up, like, emerging in our relationship through, you know, being in that pressure cooker for a year and, you know, also me fundamentally not feeling safe. And as a woman, that is a big deal. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> well, well, let's flip this around to sure. a time when you did follow your yes. You, you had a clear yes. You, you recognized it. You followed it. Tell us that story. Sure. So this is one of my favorite stories of my life. And it actually happened in 2008. So I got an intuitive hit that I needed to leave the city that I was living in. 
And at the time, I had just ended a four-year relationship. I'd come back from traveling. I'd started doing some personal development. And I realized that my life in that city was just not for me anymore. And I'd always wanted to live in Vancouver. And so I I made a declaration to myself one day. I was like, I'm going to follow this guidance. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know anybody out there. I don't have a job out there. I don't even have a place to live out there. There's really no like logic or reason why I'm being pulled there. I'm just being pulled. And so I picked a date. I packed my little Yaris with all my stuff and I drove to Vancouver and I got a place like two days before I moved. And from there I ended up meeting um, a bunch of people who became essential building blocks for my life as I know it now. So I had a conversation with a coach who suggested that I actually do coaching and relationship work as my career, which I'd never considered before. And so I began my private practice. And that happened about six months after I moved. And then I ended up connecting with a friend that I did some personal growth with a year before. And he introduced me to his circle of friends. And those people have now become my family. And they are the community that I'd always been looking for and been searching for and I never had found. And that's because they weren't in the city that I was living in. They were in a, a totally different province and a different city. And, and so following that you know, gut guidance brought me to this place where I finally was able to meet the community that would ultimately build me up to thrive and really get on purpose and live my life from this place of service. And, you know, to me, that's something that I just cherish every single day, because if I hadn't have honored, like if I didn't honor that guidance that I received, like my life would be so different and I probably wouldn't be very happy because I would be going through the motions and I wouldn't be living for something greater than myself. And having followed that guidance and moved out here, met that community, started my business, I now, my life is dedicated to something bigger than myself. And that feels really good. Yeah, that, that, I love that, that story. And it's so funny because at the beginning you said, you know, this is one of your favorite stories to tell. And so oftentimes that's what our guests say. It's like, yeah, I love telling the story of when I paid attention to my intuition and following mm-hmm. it. Because it does. It, it unravels all these things. You have no idea when you start. You just know, I just need to do this. I don't know what it leads to, but I need to do this. Yeah. And which is, you gave an example of the, the inverse, right? Mm-hmm. Your first story about not following it. Well, guess what? It's going to lead to things you don't know about, too. Yes. So you don't get away like. from like the surprise stuff that you don't know about when you make that choice. Mm-hmm. It's just one of them's universally guided. And the other one is your fear guiding it. Totally. So which one do you want to follow? Exactly. Divine or fear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, great stories. Thank you, Kelsey. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. 
Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This, this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.